0: Hello, I'm your host, Leonard Duncan. Welcome to a new episode of ATV Talk and Motorsports Podcast. Please join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We bring you interviews with industry professionals, live events, live news about the motorsports industry in every episode. Enjoy the show. Whether we are out riding with our friends and family or racing in extreme environments, We all need good tires. That's why I recommend GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp. Their products, which include XC Master, Mini Master, and Ground Buster 3, are what leading professionals in the ATV UTV industry are using. You can get your tires at GreenBallTires.com or find them on Instagram as GBC Tires for further inquiry dane molander welcome to atv talk how are you brother good leonard how are you i'm doing great hey you know i i hear rumors all the time you know some good some bad some indifferent the rumor i'm hearing which i know is not a rumor because i know that it's true you're jumping into the pro class and you're riding an ltr
1: yes sir that's uh it's been the plan for the past year, and we've just stuck with it since then. And uh, we got a, we're just getting a solid program together to get going for Daytona, and I think it'll uh, it'll work.
0: Have you been Have you been training a lot? Uh, because you know, when you go to the pro class, it's a whole new deal. It's a longer moto. You know, there's two in one
1: day, the whole nine yards. Oh yes, sir. Uh, uh, my training's been so so. Uh, I haven't been able to ride as much. I haven't been able to really get down to Florida yet. I'm trying to get some bikes together right now to be able to get on the Florida and train. I'm hoping to be down there in the next like two to three weeks. So I'll have about a month to train before uh, Daytona actually hits.
0: I'm not worried about Daytona brother. I'm worthy about that first outdoor. Yeah. You probably got enough. You probably got enough go-go in you for a Daytona.
1: I feel I'll be good for Daytona and I'll be good for uh Gatorback coming up.
0: Have you ever, have you ever been to Gatorback before?
1: No, I didn't start racing the national series until about 2013, 2014. So it was already off the schedule by then.
0: Yeah. I've never got to go there either. So, um, it just never worked out in my schedule that I got to see it.
1: Yeah, I've heard from a couple of buddies that raced back then that it's a it's a pretty sweet track. That's awesome.
0: So l- let's get a little deep dive. The last time we spoke, you were in a heated points battle for a championship that obviously worked out in your advantage. Yes, sir. Um, what was the deciding factor for you and your team to go pro?
1: Um, so I wanted to go pro last year, depending on what I had placed in the championship. Um, majority of my team didn't want me to go pro unless I had, uh, won the championship. Um, my gate prep guy told me on the line before the last, uh, pro am meeting, uh, proved to me, you want to go pro. And I did that for him. So we all made the decision that pro was going to be the, the choice and, uh, went from there.
0: So the last moto that you rode as an amateur was uh, was a, a pro am race. Yes, sir. And how did how did that work out?
1: Uh, it worked out really good. Um, I didn't have the greatest hole shot in the last moto. I think I ended up like fifth or sixth. I had to make my way back from there up. I came through the pack and I ended up running with Aaron Salinas on. Uh, majority of the race. I ended up running behind him and then I ended up making a pass uh, midway through the race and uh, just held that first place from there.
2: Yeah. Aaron's no slouch, is he? Oh no, not at all. None of those guys are.
0: How many of your, the group that you race with as an amateur are going up with you?
1: Uh, I believe a definite two other guys possibly three or four
0: who are you at liberty to say who the other two are or are they, do they have announcements that are coming?
1: Um, I think they have announcements that are coming.
0: Yeah. I've heard the rumor, but I haven't been given the names.
1: Yeah. I I think one of them is going to shock some people coming up. I mean, it's a, it's a good move for him. I think, uh, the other one is, uh, is definitely a, a contender.
0: Good, good. That's the pro class can can use all the the, the new riders that, that that possibly can. So let let's get let's get into this really really what it's all about. You're going in on a machine that hasn't been made since 2009. Okay. Yes. yes it's one multiple titles. It's a good quality machine but the development stopped basically then.
1: uh, Yes and no. I mean, the development stopped for the, uh, factories, but I mean, people have been doing, uh, many different things since then. I mean, uh, back then they were really kind of trying to get away from the fuel injection with it being the first fuel injected quad on the market. So people like really got hesitant with that, didn't really know what to do. So they're switching to carburetors. Uh, Now where they're running KTM throttle bodies in them and pulling some decent-sized horsepower out of them, running CRF fuel pumps. So, I mean, the game just keeps on changing. They develop more stuff about it every single year. So it's, uh, it's developing just like any other quad. I mean, they don't have maybe like majority of the technology as the Yamaha might, but it's definitely pulling comparable power
0: in the handling for you is it a is it a platform that you've ridden almost your whole career
1: uh i've rode the walsh hybrid for the past uh three years i believe three or four years uh once i got on that i pretty much it really helped me out with my riding style and everything it it really just kind of transferred really easily from going from the walsh to the to the ltr so Uh, I actually like the LTR a lot. Uh, It's a little bit heavier than the Walsh, but I feel like it stays on the ground in some areas where the Walsh is just a little too light and uh, corners really, really good. I've rode the YFZs and I'm just uh, not the biggest fan of them.
0: Well, I I mean, I I, I get it. I mean, it's not an instant transition for anybody, um, but a lot, I mean, who you're going to be one of, you're the only Suzuki.
1: No, there's one other uh, Marshall Smith. He's been running the Suzuki, I think for the past two years in the pro class. So I'll be the second one.
0: Okay. Well, I didn't know about that. Sorry about that. Marshall, please forgive me. Um, yeah, I did. I didn't know. Um, I don't even know if anybody's riding a Honda.
1: I don't think there will be any Hondas this year. Breaking my heart actually up. no i lied one of the rookies who are moving up will be on a uh honda i believe
0: okay well at least at least there's one you know yeah uh what what is your goal for the year do you think jumping up into the pro class
1: um that's a tough answer uh I mean, my goal, obviously, would be to get it the best performance I can. I'd be hoping for a top three, but I mean, as a rookie, it's kind of a a tough thing and a high stake. So I mean, if I could get top five, I'd be more than happy.
0: That's still a big bill for a rookie, oh yeah, you, I know. you realize that from you know, okay, if we go and we talk about Joel Hetrick and Chad Wien and being one two, whatever that order is. That third spot, there's already six to eight guys that are fighting for it. That are fast, you know. You have Bryce Ford, Max Lindquist, you know, mm-hmm. Rastrelli, Janusa, Hogue. I mean, those guys right there. I mean, that's that's a fistful of just fire-breathing dragons that that you have to go through.
1: Oh yes, sir. They're uh, they're definitely competitive guys and and they put in their work. And I mean, but so am I, so I'm, I'm hoping I can run right with them.
0: So there's just no fear there. Uh, Not really. No. (laughs) You know, that, that's a, that's a great thing. That really is because when you, when you look at what you're stepping into, you know, I don't, I don't like to play it down because all of the transitions from every amateur that I've ever seen step into the pro class, There's always a transition period. Um, The only guy that I can tell you that I never seen a transition for was Jeremiah Jones.
1: Uh, No, one other guy, uh, Bryce Ford, actually, he, uh, his first rookie year, I believe he ended up with a fourth place overall and two podiums in that first year.
0: That's pretty good too. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'll give that one to you, you know, uh, and Bryce is coming off a pretty stellar 22. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I've talked to my uh, Max and I've talked to Brandon Hogue, and their programs have changed, and and they're both pretty fired up. Uh, Jeffrey and I have some time scheduled. Um, Nick is the only one that I haven't been able to reach out to. Um, some of the other guys, uh, I have, uh, I have some time scheduled, but. Uh, I really like to get into the the fact that you're so young and you're so confident in the fact that the transition's going to be good. Yes sir. When you talk with I'm assuming that uh, that your dad is one of your biggest supporters.
1: Oh for sure. 100% he's been my biggest supporter since we started this racing. That's all he's wanted is me to do the absolute best I can and he's had all the faith in me.
0: So, how do the conversations go with you and him about this uh, this new this new endeavor you guys are uh, jumping into?
1: Oh, he's absolutely stoked about it. Um, his goal is to obviously win. I mean, that's what he's wanted to do since I was a kid. So, I mean, he's backing me a hundred percent, and we're going for it.
0: You graduated high school this year too, didn't you? I graduated 22? last year. Yeah, twenty-two. Yes, sir. And no college in the future, just racing for now.
1: Uh, racing for now, possibly later.
0: College later, maybe.
1: Possibly, yes, sir. All
0: right. Um, in developing your new in your new program, um, have. I know that you live in an area that has winter weather. Um, how is that affecting your layout for the development of your motor package and your shock package?
1: Um, honestly, the cold weather hasn't been any really issue with the uh, development of that. It's honestly been more of the issue with development for myself and my body. I mean, that cold weather is just something completely different. I mean, 20 degrees going out there and trying to ride. I mean, 20 degrees alone is cold, but then you get out there and you're actually riding in the wind and that's, it's terrible. Your hands freeze up. You can't feel your fingertips. You don't even know if you're grabbing the brake or not. Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to go do that.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, I have trouble riding in 60 degree weather. So yeah, you're a hero to me. I'm not just, I'm just not going to do that. Um, <laughs> So your transition to go to Florida, are you going to go to Deckers?
1: Uh, no, I believe I'm going to go down more Central Florida and try to jump around from track to track. Uh, my plan is to go to Waldo MX and and uh, kind of home base out of there and move around. That's in the Gainesville area, so that's majority Central Florida. And then I'll just hop around from track to track. I like go Orlando MX, Tampa MX, Bartow MX. Um, and I'll probably head up the deckers a few, a little
2: bit.
0: When you go to Florida to train, um, do you take a mechanic with you or, um, what's the, what's the scenario? Uh,
1: the past couple of years, it's been, uh, me and my dad, basically, uh, we drove back and forth basically two weeks down in Florida and then come up and stay two weeks up at home and then two weeks back down in Florida, back and forth. And, uh, this year, my dad's kind of over that does not that he's over with the whole racing thing, but he doesn't, uh, want to be driving back and forth so much. And he kind of needs to help. I mean, he needs to kind of stay grounded with his company and work on that. So, um, I'm going to try and go down by myself this year. And if I have any engine issues or anything, he'll probably fly in and help me if I can't do it.
0: So you've been working on your machines uh, by yourself a lot.
1: No, I have uh, my mechanic, uh, real bad motorsports, uh, Chris McCully. He uh, he does all my uh, motor assembly and my bike assembly. That's awesome.
0: Do you help on that so that when you're down there by yourself, you get to to do the maintenance and and take care of things?
1: Uh, not so much. I mean, I've had to troubleshoot a couple things when I was out by myself uh, traveling through the season last year, and I've got some uh, a little bit of help in that. And they made me every single time I had to do it, they made me be hands on with it. So I know what I'm doing.
0: That's good. I mean, I, I agree with that, you know, so you can have a better grasp when you're talking to them and and you understand, Hey, this is what it's doing. This is why it's doing it. What can we do to fix it? Yes, sir. That's awesome. I mean, have you got into any of the development on the fuel injection side at all, or
1: you just let them take care of it? Uh, for the most part, I just let them take care of like all the tuning and whatnot.
0: Did they give you any pointers for going to specific environments or or tracks, uh, uh, making adjustments?
1: A little bit. Um, my tuner the past couple of years, he's uh, had a couple of maps like a, a mud map for me, and like a traction map. So like if I and feel like I'm lacking a little bit of traction or it's it's muddy out, I can just change a couple of uh, dials and it'll be set for that.
0: That's excellent that that you, then they give you that information ahead of time. Yes, sir. Excellent. That's excellent. So when you are starting to train for the pro class, what are some of the things that you feel that you need to do to up your game?
1: Uh, rowing for the most part. I mean, it's a lot of upper body strength. Uh, I mean, that's, basically like you're going through whoop sections you need to be pulling back on the bike 24 seven and fighting the bike around. I mean, with it being a heavier bike, I got to be a a bit stronger for that. Uh, especially with it being an extra, I think like eight minutes or so than uh, over pro ams moto. So it's, uh, it's, it's a tough one. I've been doing that and then, and then, uh, uh, cycling on a stationary bike, trying to get some endurance up.
0: Uh, because of the weather, most of every, all your training's done indoors, correct? Yes, sir. And you won't even, when was the last time you got to go riding?
1: Uh, I was riding uh, uh, two days ago.
0: And what was the temperature out?
1: Uh, we actually drove down to North Carolina for that. We, the past two weeks, we drove down to uh, North Carolina. Uh, yesterday and, and Saturday, I was actually uh, out riding with uh, uh, Mike Allrad.
0: He's a pretty good dude, huh? Oh yeah. I hear good things about
1: him. Oh, he's a great guy.
0: So when you're, when you went down to North
1: Carolina, how far away is that from your house? Uh, About five to six hours, depending on which track I decided to go to. Oh, so you can break it up. Uh, Yeah. For the most part. Uh, We went to one track on Saturday. It was about five hours from my house. And then the other track was about six hours ish, a little over six hours
0: so is a farther drive home. <laughs> yeah. And, and your dad goes with you?
1: Yep. He goes everywhere with me.
0: Well, that's that's awesome that you guys get to share that time. Um, anything special about your training sessions so far that that you can elaborate on on how the machines work and how you're working?
1: Uh just really been testing right now with a few things. Uh trying to get uh settled in on like what I like and what I don't like trying to get, uh, some power moved around and basically just trying to figure out this new bike. And I changed suspension this year to, uh, PEPs. So I'm trying to figure those out and, uh, figure out kind of how to make them how I want them.
0: Is uh, Wayne helping you out? Uh, no, I'm working with, uh, Johnny Hale. Okay. All right. He's pretty smart guy here too, from what
1: I hear. Oh yeah. He's, he's the man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're not the only guy that says that. So, uh, you know, uh, he, he must be doing something right.
1: Oh, for sure. He's, uh, he's, uh, got some stuff going on with the suspension and, uh, the, the head work he's been doing has showed big numbers. So he's, he's definitely stepped up his game in the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. And if he's doing it good with yours, he's doing good with the Yamaha from what I hear. And he's doing, he's did some pretty good stuff with the Hondas as well.
1: Oh, for sure. He's, he's the man right now. That's, you know,
0: it, it it always changes and, and works its way through. It's this guy for one time. And then a little while later, it's this other guy and, and it just moves around the industry. Uh, you know, it's never always just one guy.
1: Yeah. I gotcha. I think he's, uh, I think he's around to stay though.
0: Yeah, but somebody will come in, you know, in three, four years or 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 less, you know, and challenge or or, or do something to uh, you know, dethrone him or or equalize it, you know. Oh, for it sure. Happens. I mean, yeah, it always
1: some, happens. Somebody'll come up and try to be the underdog. Oh, always.
0: I mean, he, he, you look at what you're trying to do. You're you're trying to go up against there hasn't been anybody but Chad Wiener or Joel Hetrick in the number one spot since
1: 2012. Yeah. I mean, those nope. guys are, they're aging out a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying they're old, but, uh, yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what, uh, just because uh, I'm, be I'm old enough to be your grandfather. What's that? Just because I'm old enough <laughs> to be your grandfather and Chad's probably old enough to be your dad.
1: Yeah, I believe.
0: Yeah but we won't tell him, you know, we He's don't want to still a beast, though. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't take anything away from the guy. Oh, no, uh, last no, no, time no. I talked to him, he was pretty fired up about losing that number one. Oh, I, I can imagine. Man. Do you think that there's any drawbacks to going pro at such a young age?
2: Um,
1: yes and no uh i feel like it's really good for the experience to kind of um i mean race with people that are faster than you it's really the only way you're going to get faster uh racing with people who got more experience than you uh learning it from them i guess uh racing with them out on the track i mean the past year i've been running with uh uh, brett music racing with him in pro sport and i feel like i learned a decent amount off of him from riding um and just kind of it's all a learning experience, I feel like. I mean, at a young age, uh, it might be it might have its drawbacks here and there. I mean, if something does happen, I want to drop back down. i I can't really do that anymore. So I mean, for that, it is what it is, but I feel like for the learning experience and to progress myself more, it's really the only option.
0: yeah this is a sink or swim thing, huh? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that's, that's great. You know, you, you just jumped in the, you just jumped in the water with the great whites. Yeah. You know, I mean, they all got sharp teeth, dude. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, chew a little fat to, uh, to get your way to the front. Oh, for sure. What, uh, what do you think the biggest positive that you bring into your package into the class? As in your biggest positive going into the pro class, what's your biggest positive?
2: Um, that's a hard question.
1: Uh, I don't know. I guess just with uh, being young, I, I got years to learn and time to grow. So, I mean, if, if anything happens, I can bounce back from it for the most part and uh, just keep uh, treading.
0: That's you know, that's a positive thing too. Um, last year y- you had a pretty solid year for the most part.
2: Yeah, uh, for the most part.
0: What what were the highlights for you?
1: Uh definitely winning the Pro-Am championship. That was probably my biggest highlight. Um, and then I mean all the podiums and and uh talking to people, meeting people. I mean, meeting kids, handing Ann- out jerseys, signing uh, autographs for the first time. I mean, it's been a whole uh, different experience.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure it has, huh?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, getting to work with Mike Walsh on a personal level. I mean, such a great guy, such a great uh, company down there. I mean, they're just amazing people.
0: Oh, yeah. Mike's been around for a number of years, and he's a pretty smart dude. Well, he's definitely got his knowledge. Well, he did. He was a really good writer as well. Oh, for sure. When you get to work with with Mike, does he talk to you about techniques and things that you can do to make yourself faster?
1: Yeah, he does. I mean, he kind of compares stuff with people he's worked with in the past, talks about that, and uh, and still works with Chad. So, I mean, he knows all that stuff. and. He's been trying to help me out the best he can.
0: Well, that's that's good. That's a good man to have in your corner. So you got a you got two good guys, you know, um, working with you. And how do they work together?
1: Uh, they work really good, honestly. I mean, if I need anything, he's right there to help me. So is the so is Chris. So, I mean. And plus I've been, uh, Jeremiah Jones has been helping me out a little bit since I've been running the LTR. He's got all the old knowledge from that and knows what, what you need basically. So, I mean, he's been awesome. Uh, he's helping me with clutching and whatnot. So, I mean, I can't complain.
0: Have you got to do any training sessions with Jeremiah?
1: Uh, not yet. No,
0: no, you should. That's one thing that that guy's super, super smart. Uh, oh, for sure. He has got an eye. If he gets to watch you ride or give you some feedback, you know, after spending time with you, um, just in the little bit of time I spent with him this year, I really was amazed at how detail orientated he is from a visual standpoint from the side of the track.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know what it is. He's got like a third eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have him on speed dial if I need anything. So he's been a great help for me with this program and I really can't complain about that. Yeah, dude, I'm
0: super impressed with his with his knowledge. You know, it, it's incredible. You, you get to talk to young people like yourself more than more than one and even some of the older riders that have spoken with him or got to deal with him are super impressed with his knowledge and the ability to help them get around the track faster.
1: Oh yeah. Like, like Max Lindquist, for example, he, uh, he worked with him for a little while and he excelled a whole bunch.
0: Well, yeah, you're talking about some of the pros you know, well, well before these guys that he got to work with as well, um, to help get them around the track better, you know, um, after he came back and helped Suzuki, um, when he couldn't ride anymore, that, uh, the development is, is incredible.
2: Yeah. He's got endless
0: knowledge. I, I will say that for a young guy that, yeah, it it, 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 takes years and years and years to get the eye to see these things. And, and he's seeing it at a whole different level.
1: Yeah. He's, he's a legend.
0: Totally. Totally. So that's good. You got those guys in your corner. That's definitely going to help you progress. Yes, sir. So winning the, winning the pro-am title was a highlight, is there a specific race that stuck out in your mind or races that you had that, that really defined the season for you?
1: Uh, the last three, honestly, uh, they were a hard fall uh, races. I mean, the points are really coming down to like thin. I mean, I believe like uh, the last race, I think we were only top three, was maybe only five points apart from each other, like from third place was probably five points behind first place. So, I mean, it was like at that race, anybody could have won.
0: Wow. I didn't, I thought it was tight, but I didn't know it was that tight.
1: It was super tight. I mean, if anything happened, uh, third place could have won, second place could have won, anything could have happened. It was like throwing the cards up and however they fall.
0: It was you, Aaron, and and who else? Uh,
2: Joseph Chambers.
0: And Aaron ended up second, and you ended up and Joseph third.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Wow,
0: that's that's pretty impressive. Um, the race that I got to meet you at, 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 uh, Briarcliff. How did that work out for you?
2: Um,
1: the pro sport race, I believe didn't go very well. I think I, I blew an engine up in my second moto. So I didn't end up finishing too good in that with a DNF. Uh, the first, uh, pro-am moto, I believe I got first or second. I believe I think it was a second. And then the second moto, I think I got a second to Aaron Salinas. And uh, I, I know Aaron took the uh, overall win there.
0: Did you get second? Uh, I believe yes. So that's not, that's not bad. No. So you battled pretty strongly with Aaron the whole year then?
1: Yeah, the whole entire year. Me, him, and Joseph Chambers were going at it the entire year.
0: How did the, uh, the, you, the pro sport I know that music was super fast, and I think he won every one, didn't he?
1: Um, I think I won, uh, like, one or two. Uh, I had uh, some ups and downs in that class. I I wrecked, I think, two or three times in that class, some big wrecks. So that kind of set me back in points a little bit. But uh, Brett was consistent every single time, so that really, really helped him.
0: Do you think the experience knowing that he's a former pro would allow you to realize that you can run in the pro class
1: a little bit. Yes. And, uh, getting to ride with some other guys as well. And, uh, Zach Kazmarek ex pro rider. He was, he came back for I think a race or two and raced in that he's fast as well. So I mean, those guys got way more knowledge than I do and way more experience. So getting to ride with them is like a completely different ball game than riding with the guys I've been racing with since I was in the 90 class.
0: How is it racing with people that long? Um, And eventually you should all
1: be in the pro class together. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's, it's kind of different. I mean, from racing with them this long, you kind of understand how they ride and kind of get what they're going to do before they do it kind of thing. Uh, you just kind of understand what's going to happen. So, I mean, that's sort of an advantage there. I mean, I've been riding with them. I came from running with a mid run mid pack back in the day to running up in the front. So I can't complain with that, but, uh, just kind of getting to learn those guys, how they ride and whatnot. I guess that kind of helped me out.
0: That's awesome. You build some good friendships though, too, don't you?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, me and Zach Decker have been friends since we were probably about like nine or 10 years old. So, I mean, with him and there's a bunch of other guys, I mean, everybody in our class for the most part is all civilly friends. I mean, unless we're out on the track, then it's, it's every man for himself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you guys still race
1: pretty clean with one another don't you uh, for the most part there's a few guys that that get into it a little bit so i mean other than that everybody else is getting off the track congratulating you happy for you uh they're just basically glad that's that's,
0: that's good you know i mean you have to have that con- competitive edge where you're um on the track your friends but you know what we're racing for a reason here yeah uh you can't um just kind of let things happen
1: just because they're your friend i guess
0: right right because that that can take away from you later on or, or or you know take a sponsor away or or a position or a future
1: yeah it just comes down to really who wants it more
0: that's excellent. I know I've asked the the training thing a, a bit. Uh, I'm just really stuck on that because it, training when you get into the pro class is such a huge, huge thing. And you listen to some of these guys, even some of the older pros and the regiments that they went through to get in shape. Do you think that your youth and the fact that you've been riding so long
1: it, it is an added benefit for you? It definitely helps me. I mean, uh, up until about a month ago, I probably hadn't uh, about, yeah, about a month and a half ago. I hadn't rode since actually Loretta's. So I'd been out for three or four months. I got right back on the bike. It's like, I never left it to be honest. I mean, I'm not rusty or anything. I didn't have to brush any of the rust off. I basically got back to it. I really kind of took off training for a while and I came right back and I can put down 10, 15 minute motos. I mean, that's not, ideal for the pro class, but that's uh, honestly a great start for actually getting into working out and training, training.
0: So which one of the, <laughs> excuse me, which one of the pros would you go to if you needed uh, tech tips on how to do that?
1: I mean, honestly, the majority of them, I mean, uh, Chad Weenan, I mean, he'd help me out. I feel like uh, I've talked to him. I've rode with him uh, the previous season. Um, Jeffrey Rastrelli, I mean, he's, uh, I rode with him back in my 250 days. He's a great guy. He's got, um, amazing amount of knowledge. So does Chad. I mean, Chad's got his, uh, training program down to like a complete science, I feel like. So he's, he's really the man with that. Um, but I mean, pretty much the majority of them, I could, if I wanted to talk to him, I'm sure they would help me out.
0: That's good. So you have a relationship with some of these guys already going into the pro class? Yeah, I do. Uh, from the years of being
1: around? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, I've trained with a couple of them doing riding schools and whatnot and training with them over the winter time down in Florida. Um, I've got to rode with Jeffrey uh, consistently. I I rode with Chad. Uh, I've rode with Joel a couple of times. Um, Brandon Hoag, Max, uh, the list just kind of goes on. I mean, I've been up to Janus's place riding with him. His his track's awesome. And I don't understand how he trains all winter at that track, but I mean, that training in the cold is a it's a different experience. It's hard on your lungs, hard on your body. It's 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 got to be good for him. I feel like I,
0: I you know if 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 you talk about all the guys. I just think that Nick is probably tough as nails.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, I don't even know. It's a, he's dedicated for,
2: for a hundred percent.
0: Well, you know, I, you can talk about, you know, Max is a, is a thinker. Brandon Hogue is, is to me a thinker, you know, they're, they're, they're exact in what they're doing. They've planned it out. They, they know, um, just Jeff, Jeffrey's a seasoned pro. He just knows what to do from years and years of doing it. Obviously Chad and Joel have their stuff down. And Nick is just the guy that seems to me that, you know, he's just fricking. He just, I'm just going to kick your ass. I don't care. And he just goes out there and tears it up, you know, just making himself tougher and tougher. You know, that's why he rides in the harsh conditions.
1: Yeah. He's a fighter for sure. He's got a fire under him. I don't feel like anybody could put out. I
0: don't, I I don't think so either. You know, a couple bad breaks and, and things not working out his way. Um, You could see a whole new, a whole new deal. You know, if those, if those breaks go a different way for him last year, especially, I mean, he ran fourth just a bunch of times and uh, just couldn't seem to 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 break through for whatever the reason was, whether his starts weren't good or this or that, um, but he was always consistent,
1: yeah, I know he had some family issues that kinda uh, put a damper in some in his uh racing and training and whatnot, but I mean, he's been pushing through everything and getting better, and i he's just keeps fighting exactly that
0: I mean i get to I get to meet and talk to you guys, and that is um, pretty awesome because I get to see the different personalities, you know, like yeah. I'll get to see you evolve, you know, as you become more of a man and more into the pro class. Um, it, it's uncharted waters right now for you, yes, sir. And then when we talk later in the year, uh, or end of the season, it, it you'll have a whole new perspective on what it was like and and how the transition went for you.
1: Oh, I'm sure I will.
0: The goal is to keep it on four wheels, though.
2: Yeah, that, that
1: definitely is the goal. I uh, had some get-offs last year. Uh kind of made me a little famous from one, but, I mean, the goal is definitely to complete every moto, uh, not break, basically, just to stay consistent and uh, put my head down and keep fighting.
0: What happened in the one where you where you got off that made you famous?
1: Uh, there's a video online. I think it's got about uh, like 12 million views. It kind of went viral a little bit. Most, most, honestly, majority of people just know me from that wreck itself. Uh, I wrecked at High Point in the pro sport class, and uh, it's like an outrageous looking wreck. It's on Rip It Up Films, but uh Yeah.
0: I'll have to look that up, you know, (laughs) I mean, not that I want to see you crash, but I mean, if, if it's got that many views, it must be pretty violent.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty cool wreck. It's kind of one that makes you like go like what just happened? Like where did he come from? What happened?
0: (laughs) Well, I'll I'll check it out and and we could talk about that one later. All right. What else is
1: going on in your world? Uh, honestly, not a whole lot. I mean, working, trying to balance work and training and for the most part, just that.
0: What do you do for a living?
1: Uh, I work with my dad. He does a high rise building maintenance.
0: Like elaborate just a little bit.
1: Uh, basically it started off as like a high rise window cleaning business. Like, uh, Um, basically anything over probably about 10, 15 floors. I mean, he does, I mean, I think the biggest, the highest height he's been up is probably about 600 foot. Uh, He repels off the side of the buildings basically, cleans the windows, Um, but it's evolved into a whole lot more. He does uh, bird work, restoration work, power washing, um, uh, 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 pest control, and uh, he's got lifts and, and uh, some other things that help him out with that. But uh, yeah, it's it's a niche business.
0: Yeah, you can
1: just yeah. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest fan either. But you kind of get warmed up and taste the water. I mean, dip your toes in the water a little bit, and uh, and but I mean, it pays the bills. So.
0: Have you been uh in in the harness and, and went over the side of the, the from the top of the building down to clean the windows or do anything like that?
1: Yeah, I have. Wow. That's gotta be quite the experience, huh? Yeah, it uh it's an experience. All right. I mean, the wind and whatnot. And but I mean, once you're up there and you're kind of going down, you just the worst part is getting over the wall. I mean, after that, you kind of settle in and you're good.
0: Do you Just like when you're racing, do you just focus on what you're doing and tune out the fact that it's a long way down?
1: Pretty much. You just focus on what you're doing right there and there, whether it's a window or bird work or whatever it is, focus on that. You're not really trying to look down and figure out what what else is going on. I mean, if you want to, you could look out and see whatever the view is that's behind you or to the side of you. But I mean, for the most part, you just kind of want to focus on what you're doing once you Get distracted, other things start to happen.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah,
0: I, I want blinders, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's, that's my my stomach just went uh, got kind of queasy just just thinking about that. Yeah, dude. That's 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 quite the job.
1: Yeah, I'm i I'm more of a lift guy than a. Repel-
0: <laughs> you want the platform under your feet, right? Yeah. Uh, what does your dad think about that?
1: Uh, he doesn't mind. I mean, he, uh, as long as I'm working, that's really what he likes. And you guys get
0: to do the jobs together or, or does he put you on your own job?
1: Uh, here and there. I mean, most of the time we work together. I mean, cause I, uh, we kind of get along together for the most part. I mean, it's kind of easy to work with him. I mean, he yells at me here and there, but I brush it off. It's not too big of a deal. I mean, working with other guys. He gets a little angry. So, but I, I understand what he wants.
0: Well, you've been, you spent a lot of time with him. Yeah. That's that, that, that's good for your relationship, you know, and, and bosses and dads have a tendency to, uh, to get a little angry every once in a while, you know, it's just the way of the world. Oh, for sure. When you guys are working on the machines, you guys work on your quads together too.
1: Uh yeah, here and there. I mean, Chris does mo- majority of the work, but if we have to do a little quick fix, uh, I help him with that. Excellent. That
0: that 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 makes that part good too, as well, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as I can learn with stuff, yeah.
0: That that's what it's all about, brother. Really, it is. Yes, sir.
1: What, uh, what else
0: do you got planned for, uh, train before, uh, Daytona?
1: Uh, basically riding as much as I can, once I get down to Florida, I'm going to try and train basically, uh, six days a week have maybe one off day. Other than that, I'm going to try and ride as much as I can.
0: You know, I got to talk to Doug Gust and he said,
1: motos are
0: riding is everything in his
1: opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's honestly, in my opinion, that's how it is too. I mean, nothing you can ride a stationary bike or row as many times as you want, but nothing compares to an actual moto trying to put down 25 minutes or 30 minutes out on the track at 100% with no mistakes, trying to do the best you can for 30 minutes. I mean, nothing compares to that. You could ride a bike for 100 miles or row for, uh, 10,000 meters 20,000 meters I mean I feel like nothing honestly compares to riding the bike it's it works your entire body every every muscle every uh fiber in your body is working all at the same time it works your brain I mean that's the big thing I mean your head's got to be being able to move as fast as it can and just kind of put everything together
0: that's that's true That's true. Just spending time, you know, behind the bars. You know, making sure that you know every aspect of that machine on every bump.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, you kind of gotta get to the point where you know what your uh, machine's gonna do before it actually does it.
0: Right. You know, you're you've already reacted as it's happening instead of after. You know.
1: Yeah, that's uh majority of the way how I got to be last year with uh, on that Walsh hybrid. Uh, I, I learned that bike through about two or three years on the 450 with it. Um, learned how it was handling, learned like what it was going to do, how I got to change my body position to handle what it's going to do. And just kind of it mentally um, changed my way of thinking with with riding. And it really honestly helped. It was like I was one with the bike.
0: So the transition from the Walsh, which is basically Suzuki geometry to a Suzuki, it's other than the weight difference, it's pretty much the same machine, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for the most part, yes.
0: Do you see a big difference in the suspension?
1: Uh, Compared to PEP to Elka's, yes. uh, It's kind of a learning experience right now. I've had some ups and downs with it, trying to figure out actually uh, what I like and what i don't like so i'm trying to get them to be as good as they can i'm sure that, that there's a
0: there's a vast knowledge of people that do it and and i'm sure johnny is is really in tune with it so i don't think you'll you'll have any issues i i believe that'll dial right in for you yes sir and you really like that suzuki power huh yeah
1: i, I love it to be honest i mean the geometry uh is honestly rides like no other bike out there. I mean, other compared to the, to the Walsh, it's on par with that. I mean, obviously it's not the same power as a CRF engine, but the whole uh, placement of the engine and the frame is different. I mean, but the bike honestly rides smooth and I can't complain about the power.
0: That's, that's good. I was good enough to win nationals uh, a, a few years back. I'm sure that it, I'm sure that the power is on par with the Yamaha. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's.
1: I think it'll run with them for the most part.
0: That's 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 good. And you said you put a KTM throttle body on it as well. Yes, sir. That's pretty much what they're doing as as well. Um, yeah. That's that. That's good. It sounds like you guys got a pretty good package going and. and you're uh developing a uh a new and up and coming star here. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's thank awesome. Dane, I wanna thank you so much for spending some time with me. I know that it's early for you to uh give a huge perspective on the pro class. I like your confidence and and I I wish you the best this year.
1: Thank you, Leonard. I really appreciate it. I uh Thank you for the opportunity to have me on here again, and I uh, can't thank you enough for all the exposure.
0: Oh, no problem, brother. That's what I'm here for is we want to grow the sport, and, and young people like you getting involved in the pro class is helping grow it and prove that it can be done and lets the other young people know that, that they can get out there and, and go race with the big boys.
1: Yes, sir. I think uh, you're a big help with uh, growing the sport, too.
0: Well thank you very much i i appreciate that it's all you guys doing the work i'm just i'm just showing everybody that you're doing it <laughs> i got you uh, you know i like some of the stuff that rip it up films does too i mean uh he goes out and and shoots a lot of good stuff as
1: well yeah he's uh he's got a program down and i mean he just keeps building on that and i think it gets better and better each year
0: does he ever take a day off <laughs> honestly i don't think so I know because he's always posting new material and there's always a new video. I mean, it's crazy. I, I'm just like, gosh, he never rests. He never sleeps and he's, he's producing video all the time.
1: Yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's pretty backed up and I think he gets bombarded with some people and some people don't realize his schedule is uh as tight as what it is. And they want stuff now. And it's on I mean, he can't get it out obviously right away. So they got to wait. I mean, there's, there's a little bit of a waiting list, I feel like.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it, everything that you do, <laughs> excuse me, everything that you do has a uh, has a delay. I mean, we take this and there's a delay before we produce it and, and put it out. One, we have to build your episode and build all the portions that go with it. Um, so, uh, I mean, on a fluke, we might be able to do a weak turn, but I, I really doubt it.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's quantity over quality. I mean quality over quantity, my bad. It, well that's that's the
0: new that's the new platform that we're trying to produce is a more quality based um promotion for you or or a layout. However you want to word it, um we just think that yeah, we put out a lot of content in in the beginning with a lot of different shows and a lot of different things and we had a group meeting and, and, um, my advisor, I would have to say Paula, um, who is a, probably going to be a social media guru at some point. Um, if she isn't already kind of stepped us all back and said, Hey, wait a minute. I think that we're burning the candle at both ends. And if we do it this way, Everybody's going to be happier with the product that we produce because it's going to highlight the individuals better and actually give everybody a, a better quality show.
1: Yes, sir. And, uh, also with it being, uh, with you on the West coast and everybody else on the East coast, it's probably hard to juggle with that as well.
0: Some of the time changes uh the time differences are a little different. Um, one of the things that I miss out on is being there to get to physically see a race with you guys, or, uh, you know, like I got to meet you at Briarcliff. Um, and that was great. I mean, I love, I loved got, I got to meet quite a few of the younger people and, you know, put faces with names and, and get to see that. And, and that helps. It's just for me being on the West coast, it's just a super expensive trip.
1: Oh, yes, sir. I understand that, but uh, hopefully we'll see you out at a race or two this year.
0: That's our plan and our goal. We haven't got it solidified yet, but what we're working on it. Um, as always, we're always doing our best to see if we can make it happen because Valeria and I had a blast. we really enjoyed it. And you guys, to be totally honest with you, are super hospitable.
2: thank you. i uh,
0: I mean it. that is a I mean that as a whole group from everybody that we met and talked to there yes sir i mean granted you and i spent some time talking and and it's uh it was great i mean we can't wait to come back and uh, sit down and talk with more of you guys and 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 learn more i mean because we can do only so much here But when I get to see you in person, I get to see you ride, and I get to see your machine. That brings on other questions and other conversations, and we just build on your um, on your your platform to let everybody know who you are and what you're all about.
1: Yes, sir. I understand that. Uh, Maybe at some point I could uh, come out west and come over to you guys. Dude, bring it on.
0: You know, Uh, I don't have an LTR for you to ride you, you, you know, you'd probably have to, well, Hey, you got to be able to ride a Honda. And uh, can you ride a twist throttle?
1: Uh, I can't ride a twist throttle. No, I got a dirt bike, but uh, I got a thumb throttle on that one. Oh, my heart broke.
0: I'm heartbroken. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I got a Honda and, and I guess I could find a thumb throttle for it. You know,
1: I, I could bring an LTR out or two.
0: Well, there you go. I, I don't, I don't have any LTRs to work with. So, i i I just there's nothing i could do about it i have a garage full of hondas
1: i got you you're a honda
0: man i understand you know i am and it's you collect you know you just collect and um you know i mean when the hondas are done i'm probably going to start filling it up with yamahas
1: yeah i mean uh classics no i understand it sounds like uh uh binky forever atc he's uh he's he's in love with those three wheelers he's got tons of those
0: yeah we're working on it we're working on a pretty custom trick three-wheeler right now as well that's sweet um i also want to get into the uh new three-wheelers there's a couple new frame builders and developers uh that, that do that stuff and uh Hopefully that we'll be going to Arizona at some point this year and doing a test session on the, the new three wheelers that you can get two or three or maybe even more of the manufacturers of these three wheelers out there to ride them and test them out.
1: Yeah. I've uh I've actually got the opportunity to ride uh two of uh two of those uh new three wheelers where they're uh the their dirt bike frame and everything modified into a three wheeler. And uh I didn't get to ride it on a track, but I uh I rode an Alta three wheeler and that thing, uh, that electric power is just something different. I mean, it's instant power, it pulls the front wheel off the ground right away. And then I also got to ride a Husqvarna 501, and they're the, the 501 has got an amazing power. I mean, a three wheeler is a completely different world too compared to a quad and a dirt bike. Did you get to ride it in the rough? Uh, I got to ride it kind of uh, in the grass a little bit. I mean, Uh, in some hilly hilly area but uh, that's about it
0: that's that's still that's great that you got to go try it Um, I can't wait I want to go ride you know KTM supposedly has one of the best two-stroke motorcycles in that 300 they offer in a two-stroke or a car rated version granted I'm not a two KTM fan but that's neither here nor there I want to go ride that machine because I hear it's so bitching.
1: Yeah, I, I heard the KTM2 stroke is is a really good bike. I heard it's got like awesome lugging power for, I mean, some of those guys are doing trials with them. And I mean the power valve has got to be outrageously good with that.
0: Whatever they've done, I've I've not heard anybody say anything negative about it. No, neither have I. Yeah, so I can't wait. A buddy of mine's got the carbureted version and the fuel injected version, so I may have to go to the desert with him and and ride them both. Um, but there are three. There's a three wheeler made into one of those as well that I want to try out. So
1: that's sweet. I've uh riding out in the desert is honestly a dream. I've uh I've never got to do that. I honestly could. Uh, if I got to do that, it'd be awesome.
0: Hard packed desert. And dunes are totally different,
2: but you got to try them both. Oh, yeah. You know,
0: the desert racing gets kind of a a different rap because most people think it's easy. Um, it's, It's easy to a point, but it's also a totally different discipline. And you can't just jump off the motocross track and onto a desert bike and go as fast as the
1: desert guys. Oh yeah, I understand that. I mean, uh Jacob Stevens coming from uh um uh, uh and going over to the work series, uh transferring with that. I mean, he, he's doing pretty good uh considering uh what he's got to deal with.
0: The injury that he had that nobody realized that he raced with all last year, that was a big deal.
1: Yeah.
0: His shoulder was pretty bad.
2: Yeah, that's fire.
0: yeah, and and He didn't even realize how bad it was until he went to the doctor.
1: Yeah, sometimes that's honestly how it is. You just kind of toughen up through it, and then you don't actually realize what you've done and what you've been dealing with.
0: But, brother, I'm going to let you go, and I really appreciate the time. If you have anything that you need to announce or you want to talk about or you want to get out there, don't hesitate to reach out to ATV Talk. We'll we'll produce it for you or put it out there for you and, and make it happen.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate the uh, exposure and talking to you. The team here
0: at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at atvtalkpodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center, with over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. If you're in need of a consultation for your current racing program, a custom ATV or an industry guest speaker, I have the company for you. Duncan Technologies International Inc. offers host MC and guest speaking services at events, builds custom ATVs for recreational riding or racing around the world, and they offer consulting services for professional teams or individual racers. Send inquiries to duncantechinternational at gmail.com or call 619-716-1532 for more information. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to share us with your family and friends. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms and you can find us on social media as ATV Talk Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter.